This is the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. Story so far, Abby's decided to keep the baby. Leo is supporting that decision. Jan has consummated her relationship with Ken. Tom has left home and is busy working on the Barracuda boat. And we have more exciting things with Mr. Furbelow, who's trying to stake his claim on the Mermaid Yard. Anyway, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique Dust. And we are following the glorious, glorious Howard's Way drama theories from the 1980s. And here we go. episode was first broadcast on the 17th of November 1985. It certainly was. So, what does IMDb say about this episode? Well, IMDb says about this episode, Freer strengthens his hold on Lynn. Mm-hmm. Jack calls in a favour to dig deeper into Shellett's criminal past. Tom presents his prototype design for the Barracuda. After a visit from Gosby Polly, Jan asks Ken to slow things down. Polly's detective locates Abby... Avril makes the manufacturer's board sit up and take notice of her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it sounds like she was doing a dance on the top of the top yeah. of the boardroom table. <laughs> Let me try that again. Avril makes the manufacturer's board sit up and take notice with her market <laughs> research on the prototype. Jack is forced to come clean with Avril. Jan warns Lynn about Frere. Tom attempts to make amends to Leo. A crazed Shellett reveals part of his lurid past. Lynn ignores her mother's sound advice. Tom learns the extent of his troubles. And Polly's surprise visit to Abby culminates in disaster. Dun dun dun! This episode did end at a cliffhanger. Anyway, before we get onto the cliffhanger... This episode had quite a lot of content. Again, it was very good. There was a lot going on, but, but the important question... The important question. What's the important question? The important question is, did you like it? I more than liked it. I loved this episode. It really, we had lots of Polly, which we you, you can't have an episode without too much Polly. Um, and it was just really, really good. We actually see Charles has actually secured a house. We didn't see a helicopter with it. So that that, that, that was quite good. Yes. And uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, the, it's rollets along. The one thing I did notice is from Abby saying a couple a couple of episodes ago that she was thinking about an abortion. She now looks like she's eight and a half months pregnant. Yes, I think, <laughs> I, I, I think we're discovering that there's some peculiarities about the way that time 
moves. There must in, be in TARDIS somewhere. In, in, in Tarrant. <laughs> there seems to be different time zones where time moves at slightly different paces. Yeah. So if you go out the borders of Tarrant into Southampton, you end up three months ahead. Yes. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. Put your clock three months ahead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, that show that we watched, that we did a podcast on, but we've not actually... Uh, published it yet oh time, time slip time slip yes it's like yeah <laughs> there, there's a bit of a time slip going on yeah it's, it, it's all a little bit it, 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 yeah there's a bit of a timey-wimey sort of thing going on. so it's well first of all we'll follow the um the jan and ken episode from last last week's episode yeah they, they were they were in can in inverted commas can can yes, yes. but we've Air canned quote. the can and Jan is now sort of looking, <laughs> sort of, it seems to be a little bit, not necessarily regretful of her little holiday romance, but I think with regards to having all the house stuff and the, ha- yeah. sort of the family around her, she's potentially sort of rethinking sort of anything longevity because uh, they were just pouring each other over eating strawberries out of a bag and having exotic cocktails <laughs> next to the pool from that yeah, to yeah. running a, a clothes shop yeah the clothes I, shop seems to have come I think along she's, quite nicely i think she's she's got a bit of buyer's regret i th- I, I think yeah a, li- a little bit yeah because she it's was just, swept away by the glamour of can yeah, and it was sort of it was marked a little bit because apparently someone was being invited to someone else's party on Saturday, and Polly arrived at Periplu, um, and was trying to gen for gossip because she's someone has seen Jan and Ken at the airport, and Polly was saying, "Well, you've been invited to this party," and Jan said, "I didn't didn't think they'd want a single person there." We say you could always bring Ken. I've always yeah. assumed that you've taken Ken. Yeah. So Jan is now beginning to realise that she is the subject of gossip, gossip, gossip. in the Tarrant set. It's not just for her fabulous clothing, although the clothing on the show. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't impressed. I was very Gloss. impressed. It was like a range of nasty neons in that yeah. shop. Yeah, for all of for all of that hoo ha about fashion, fashion, none of it looked particularly fashionable. <laughs> well, yes, and Polly picks up this this really god awful stripy stripy Beep, top yeah. with a huge strawberry. <laughs> yeah. the bottom was saying mm, this would be very good for the party yeah. or what type the, of friggy party yeah, are you going to love but, but even the decor in the in the boutique was it looked it was <laughs> rather nasty <laughs> it, it, I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm being I'm being harsh I'm no being, but it, I'm being critical but it wasn't nice it was it was so obviously a set because in later episodes when I, I think they spend a little bit more well I think I think clearly what what we can we, what we do know is that when John breaks free from Ken's grasping fist that her oh, her, don't talk her about Ken that way her future uh, boutiques look a lot nicer yeah, than Perry than Perry Plus Perry Plus Oh but the Perry Plus I just want to say Perry Plus occasionally just so that people know that we do actually know that's the cor- correct pronunciation Well it's a maritime thing isn't it about going around the harbor circumnavigating <laughs> It's a, a, a Perry Plus. Perry Blue. But Perry Blue. It's more friend. I'm sure Claude would have said, would have looked at it and said, Perry Blue. Perry Blue. Jean. 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 So, uh, yeah, so we've got the relationship. With a slight with... Scottish accent. Okay, I don't know. Uh, so, Jan and Ken uh, 
say Jan is sort of stepping back a little bit and Ken is thrusting forward, thrusting with, forward with his dance moves with invi- oh god yeah I was saying, he, he gets invited out to uh, he invites Jan out to celebrate the opening of Again. the boutique because they've apparently they've had a champagne reception the night yeah we before. didn't get to see that we didn't get to see that but we did get to see um, sort of Jan going off to Casper's we don't see much of we have, don't actually see much of Casper's, do we, in this series? But we do see in later series. It's a sort of a staple. Um, but he it's like La Mirage. <laughs> Look, there Remember was, La Mirage? There was a kind of like embarrassing scene with with Ken jiggling around. In, a, in, a, in fairness, he's actually got quite some good moves, really. Where he's, he's dancing to a Sade track. Which is very eight. Bit, so, <laughs> bit of solo dancing, looking at himself in, in the mirror, mirror doing it. Oh, oh. Yeah, like, uh, yes. Oh. Yes, yeah, Ken's setting up his OnlyFans account. Yeah. <laughs> then John walks in, looks at him, so and what, the, like, hell say, what the hell are you doing? Say, Tom wouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> so. no, Tom would have been in his office with a pencil stuck behind his ear. So, and so he offers to stay over. Um, and Jan says yeah. no because Lynn's there. Yeah, for reasons that we've not yet touched upon, Lynn's at home, so Ken has to bugger off. Yes, and uh, so he gets him, he invites Jan back to his flat, but Jan politely declines. Yeah, because we're not sure if he's changed the sheets since Dawn since moved out. Dawn's been there, so so that so it, it feels as though Jan is sort of sort of in reverse with thrust away from Ken, yes. although she's still. You can still see there's a there's a spark there, but I think the reality of what yeah. she had to what she's going to. I, mean, it's I that, think we can see really, the, can't we? That she's been she was a bit swept off her feet. Well, because it's a holiday romance, isn't it? Really. Um, but now that they're back in the cold light of the gloomy Tarrant sun, um, <laughs> Tarrant the sun always shines. The in sun always, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're they're forever sitting behind, beside their swimming pools. In the freezing, in the freezing. <laughs> so that neatly nicks it nicks on to Delin because in the scene where Jan sort of doesn't, so well, it says, it's because Lynn's at home. But Lynn, the reason, but so we just kind of do that bit of a rewind back to the beginning of the the beginning of the episode. The episode. Lynn has stayed over on Charles's Charles Frere's yeah. yacht. But the burning question is, where does Samantha sleep? Samantha doesn't think she just turns up and then shuffles the coffee yeah. around and. I mean, does she does she have a room on the boat? Or? No, I, I I wouldn't imagine that, and I don't exactly. He's not. She's not his secretary either. Because well, no, because she she's taking messages, but then he, he tells her to phone his secretary. So, mm. goodness, you just think, goodness knows, goodness yeah, knows. A bit bonkers, a bit bonkers. I think she's a glorified housekeeper. Mrs. Miggins. I'm doing Samantha. Those Miggins. Samantha Miggins. Yeah. Bookkeeper so. extraordinaire. <laughs> so yeah, we see the opening sequence of this episode is Charles <laughs> running. It's in his in his white velour jumpsuit. It's not velour. It looked like he was running in white chinos. Yeah. Looked, <laughs> to be fair, he looked like he was running away from from something. From something. Turned out he was running away from Lynn, but that's a whole other <laughs> That's story. later in the episode. That's later. <laughs> so he's there yeah, running. So he's being chased. <laughs> but by nobody. And he arrives at his motor launch where Lynn is there looking quite glamour. Yeah, he's all sweaty. And, and they're, they're sort of there, but nuzzle each other. Um, Nuzz- nuzzling. 
A sweaty nozzle. Yeah, a sweaty nozzle. And, yeah, uh, it's, uh, Lynn is obviously besotted. And then Charles, Charles's appointments get cancelled, so naturally he sort of is at a loose end. So therefore he forces Lynn to... Even to, to, though she'd promised to help her mother in the shop. The first day at the shop. Um, at the boutique Periplou. Periplou. So, Periplou. Yeah, so she's basically dropped everything. She's pretty much, it seems like she's pretty much walked out of a job at the yacht club. Pretty much. Uh, because she didn't turn up for the shift. At the, the, the Which is not shift. good. Uh, no, she not, had, didn't, didn't cool. bother phoning her mother to say that she wasn't going to come. No. So she's let down A, her mother, um, B, the yacht employer. club. And a, on a whim. On a whim. On a whim. But in fairness, so when, when Charles says, all right, I've got the day free, so we're gonna, you're going to spend it with me. She's uh, panting like a yes. guided poodle. And then they arrive at his new house, which has had, they seem to have completed that purchase very, very quickly. Well, <laughs> the, 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 well yeah, a couple of episodes ago, he was... He was, he, looking, was, he, he was looking, and now they're about to complete the renovations. I know. I, gosh, I mean, that, and that, how much like, time has elapsed? That that, that seems like a huge. Well, say so Abby's gone from sort of like a few weeks pregnant to, to sort of ready, ready, to, ready, ready, to, ready, to, ready to to, to let let rip. And uh, so he arrives at this gorgeous house, and then saddles up the horses. So he's obviously got stables. And yeah. then, then we Where have did a, the horses come from? Yeah. <laughs> stables. <laughs> has he had them? Shipped? <laughs> did, they, did, did they come with the house, or he's had them? Well, no, it's probably got shipped in. Uh, probably shipped in some some nice nice it's ponies. Bo- it's, I'm sorry, but it's bonkers. The whole thing is blooming bonkers. It is a bit bonkers. So she's she's obviously super impressed with the house and said, "Oh, well, will I be invited?" And said, oh, of course. So she's feeling like this is like the relationship. Yeah, she's on cloud nine. Yeah, and they make a date for dinner. Casper's presumably. No, 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 it was just a quiet meal for two. A quiet meal for two. So he was going to pick. So he had a, something to do, and then he was going to pick her up. So she's, she then they have a scene cut to um, sort of the the Howard residence, where she's wearing a god that awful rock was rock that bloody was. awful. That wasn't from Perry Plu. No, <laughs> from, <laughs> from from last week's high fashion. We're now. Frumpy. It, it, what the hell was that? It it looked like a slip cut of Plum's single arm well, chair cover, a, didn't a it? Slip really? cover. I mean, because it, it had some sort of it, it it had no shape to it, and at the bottom you had like some some pleated nonsense. So yeah. it did look like a dust a dust ruffle of a small arm chair. <laughs> oh dear no! And so Lynn is being warned about. Charles. Yes. Well, Jan and Jan. Jan and Jan and Lynn have this conversation where, frankly, it looks to me, or it sounded to me, as if Jan was projecting onto Charles her own Anxieties. concerns around. Yeah, Ken. I got that. I mean, yeah, I, I think he's in in it for. Well, I think Charles is you. Charles is obviously using Lynn as a plaything, where as. Ken is tapping into Jan for her for social hierarchy and to get yeah, into well, the polite I, I, I do think that, that Ken does have genuine feelings. Oh, I don't, gosh, I don't yeah. think I don't I don't think he's he's not quite a Charles Frere at this point. I don't think oh, I don't no, think no, no. he's toying with her affections. In, no, he, in the way that Charles, he's put I all his cards is. on the table when it comes to Jan. I mean, yes, he's 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 in it for himself. But he knows that Jan is is an enhancement to himself, 
um, whereas Lynn is a pretty plaything for Charles. Yes. But Lynn... She just doesn't know it yet. No. She'll find out soon enough. Yes. That's the next episode. Uh, so... It's, yeah, I, I, so I, yeah, that was a really good scene actually between Jan and Lynn, um, with Jan warning and Lynn saying, "No, no, it's nonsense." And then no phone call, no car came to arrive, and then she went to her bedroom to play tapes. Yes, and have a, a little cry, probably yeah, a bit of a weep. But then she forgives Charles again because she's there. Yeah, she goes and stalks him. She goes and mopes him. Is on is on the on, on the on the, on the jetty while look, looking at it and come out the coming out yeah. of his. Uh, he, do, he doesn't miss a beat. It's just like, oh, that's nice. Nice to see you. This is a nice surprise. What are you doing here? Oh, I'll give you a call later. Without even a oh, I'm sorry about it. until he's prompted. It, he doesn't offer. It doesn't spontaneously offer, offer any apology. No, because he's had a he's had a twice or. Well, multitude. at least twice yeah. that we know of. Yeah, and you just think, oh, Lynn, stop Samantha it. would know. <laughs> yes. She's probably because I said it over the notebook. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Whipping out the file about. Well, yes, he had a, he had his one thirty here, two thirty here, and then he had a four forty five. <laughs> that that one finished quite quickly. <laughs> so, so they make up. They, they, well, they make up. Well, it, she's placated yet again. Like in last week's episode, she was placated again for having having another meal out where she was actually taken to a meal out. Where this one, it was just like a faux apology esque. So yeah, it's just it's 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 just annoying. You can see it's not going to go anywhere. Well, in this series. <laughs> so spoilers, sweetie. So, where else did we go with this episode? Oh, yes, we had Leo. We had Leo and yes. Abby. Well, and, Leo... da- and Davy. We got to see Davy. Oh, we got to see Davy. Davy was quite. It just seemed like a bit of a daytet thing going on between Davy and uh, and Leo. He sort of he put his arm around his waist while walking down the harbour. After Leo sort of made it so. Well. I think Davy's got a bit of a. A sort of a, man a crush, boy crush, a man on, on crush Leo. on Leo. Well, who wouldn't? Leo does get hotter in series three. Well, <laughs> his, his, his shorts get shorter. <laughs> yeah, his shorts get shorter, and he if he he gets he loses the bowl haircut. There's <laughs> so, like more. He gets glammed up. He gets glammed, glammed up. So yeah, he uh, he's there saying, "Oh well, I need to go and get a job." He's been to a job interview working in some factory or something. Yeah. So well, I don't sl- get why. Why did he give up his job at the thing? Because he doesn't want to be beholden to Ken. Ah, uh, so it was just an excuse in last week's episode that he had other things to do. That yeah, needs him. Yeah, he just needed a reason to to stop working for Ken now that Ken is uh, angling himself to become his stepfather. Oh. He doesn't want to work for his father either. Well, he's tra- yeah, Tom offers even the working in the family business is not surely that's not such a bad option. No, well, playing playing with the boats it couldn't be that bad. But I think is it, I think Leo just wants to leave Tarrant or leave the the bubble of Tarrant or what sort of. Well, that, that's why he has his interview on the Isle of Wight. Isle of Wight, which doesn't he doesn't ha- he expects to hear the following week. But there was fifty applicants for it, so yeah, and it was seemed a fairly low paid. And it just seemed a bit pointless. But there was a nice, there was a nice touching job. scene between him and Abby, and that's where we see Abby being looking huge. Yes, 
Yeah. Uh, so Abby's telling telling him how her children um, really in, in the dangerous adventure playground, the are, health and safety hazard, are wondering who Leo is. Is it? Is her is is he her yeah. son yeah. or is he her Gupta thinks that, <laughs> that, that, that you're my that you're my father, <laughs> and Haroon thinks you you're my lover, and he's and sort, of, uh, sort of Leo goes all bashful and stuff, which is quite Aww. Aww. because he's very he's very firm in maintaining that it's purely a friendship. However. Well, we you get the well, feeling that there yeah. could potentially be a little bit more. He's developing feelings for yeah. her, and who knows? Maybe and I think, in fairness, I think Abby is because Abby is Ab- Abby was actually more smiling this episode than she'd been an entire series, and uh, so and so he drops her off. I mean, she's like looks like eight and a half months pregnant, and she's on the back of a motorbike. That can't. That's a health and safety hazard. They didn't really think that one through, did they? He should have got at least got a sidecar. <laughs> like on the buses. <laughs> With a range of gherkins in a jar. <laughs> yeah. However, I don't think we should, we'll, we'll, we won't pursue the Leo well, we've Abbey storyline to... at this point. We'll leave I the cliffhanger. We'll pause the Leo and Abbey. Um, so uh, we have Shellcross. Who? Shellcroft. Shell, shell, oh, what's his Shellet. name? Shellet. Shellet. Mr. Furbelow, as we, we've yeah, nicknamed him. Mr. Furbelow so from the changes. Shellet is creepy. He's, he's, he's So we meet Shellet in his room with the massive tapestry over the back wall. Yes. And he's busy circling. Escort agency. Escort agency. And circles one with kitties. And like, oh, he's bored. He, he wants to get a pussy kitten. Cat. He wants a pussy cat. Pussy cat. Hey, pussy it's cat. A kitty <laughs> kitty a litter. <laughs> it reminds me of Schmita Smitten. Showbiz Kitten. Sex Kitten. She wasn't a Schmita Smitten Showbiz Kitten. She wasn't a Sex Kitten. She was the um, the, 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 the um, co presenter or co star where Davy went into, isn't yeah. it? In goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're Sayal. Yes. Played played Smita Smitten, Showbiz Kitten. <laughs> <laughs> so he, so Shellet gets another allowance from Gerald. Yeah, so 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 yeah, so Shellet gets a phone call from and someone called Urker is is here to see you and he gets really, really excited thinking it was Polly, Polly which yeah. is slightly creepy. And then he's very disappointed to discover that it's Gerald. It's well you would be, wouldn't you? No, I think Gerald's lovely. He's lovely in his own. So Gerald way. comes into this dreary room, hands him a an envelope full of, I don't know, twenty pound notes. Pound notes. Pound big, notes. It was big, and it was, and it was, and Shellet was there, busy counting, counting it every. out. And his room is it's really untidy. Room service is obviously yeah. not doing very well. Yeah. And Gerald looks very disapprovingly at the escort. At the escort. Escort. Uh, it's because he's he, Shellet just said, "I just want some company." So yeah, so yeah. we just think. Mm. Yeah. So the next, so the next time we see Mister Shellet. Is he, he is in the company of a young lady. Who's bored. <laughs> Can we not go to the bar? It's got a fire there. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's very entertaining company. Well, <laughs> people who are completely bonkers <laughs> tend not to be very entertaining company. So we have a bit of exposition because... The, yes. the, 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 so it turns out that, that he was rather keener on 
his sister. Yeah. Um, little bit of incest. Rather than... Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> the little than, than incest should story. Have, no, he should have been, really. That was a little bit so it's, uncomfortable. It, it, so, reading between the lines, Charlotte was driven out of uh, out of Tarrant after he made moves on his sister. Yeah. Uh, then he worked in mines and... He went ended up in Australia. Australia and bummed around and yeah. blah, 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 and blah. And now, blah. as we know, we ended up in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and discovered right. that that he's unable to get you know he his his girlfriends have to be black because he can't I don't know can't <laughs> manage it that's with um with with a white woman presumably something to do with his sister or I'm, yeah, I'm, some, I'm guessing, it, it, it's just, it's just seems a bit of a a bit of a nonsense really well, but it's, it's 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 surprisingly sort of hard hitting really for. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd completely forgotten for, about for, that, for, that for sort of... That. I, 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 th- this episode, I'd completely forgotten about the exposition with regards to Shellet. I mean, it's just it's just a bit bonk. He's just creepier and creepier. And we find more out about, more exposition about him because Jack is, he's got his court case, so he's thinking, oh God, so he's doing some back research on Shellet. Which is um, well, he's raking through the files of the mermaid yard to see whether Richard Shellett was in fact named in the articles of association. And he was. And he was. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. So it seems that Shellett's case is growing ever stronger. Yes, and oh, it's all a bit worrying. It is. It is. But he drives the prostitute out of the room because he doesn't want to sleep with her. He just wants some company. But when she started trying to make polite conversation, he didn't like that. No. He, he just likes to be in control. and feel, uh, He feels like he wants to be in control. And currently, he's not in control of anything at the moment. And he's just well, after it's, it. Uh, for he's the all, yeah, but frankly, he's just off his head, really. He's a bit bonkers. It is, he is bonkers. He is totally, totally bananas. So, but I think we see more of him in the next episode. Uh, we see. Well, a, I presume so. We see Jack, and Jack is being very disarming to Bill, because um, yeah. Bill's been a bit of a whiny bitch, really. Yeah. So, so Bill's moaning because uh, Tom and Avril have gone off to try and sell the, the the the, the prototype, or or you know, find a manufacturer willing to yeah, and to, he's, to build a Barracuda, and he and Bill is feeling a bit. Left out, left out of all this, and, and people have gone two, off sick. Two men have gone off with the flu. Davies, his day release at college, with his arm round Leo, yeah. <laughs> canoodling, canoodling with Leo on the harbour side. <laughs> and Bill's just feeling a little bit hard done by. I yeah, think. And he tries to moan to Jack, but frankly, Jack's got got his own troubles and it isn't really going to entertain no it, jack, jack is there rifling through all paperwork and everything well he's pondering a let the letter that he received from his solicitor presumably that letter is telling him he's actually you know case. what there is a valid case here you could be we, you could be in trouble mate yeah which is unt- yeah and it's like oh no but sober Jack is quite good. I like drunk Jack, but sober Jack is very good. Well, he's, he does the business. Does does he does? Jack. He does. He only seems very switched on. We don't have any of Kate in this episode, though. No, I'm very disappointed at that. You can't have, we can't have her in every episode. I think we should. We should have that, Kate in every single ridiculous. episode, as we should have Paul in every single episode. Yeah, but you know, they just get there's too many to have everyone in every episode. Yeah, so it's a bit bonkers. Yeah, so. Mm. 
So, but we it's it's more of a masculine episode this one, and apart from John and Polly and Leo and Avril, no, Polly's a boy. <laughs> no, not Polly. No, Leo's a boy. <laughs> no, but we didn't say in previous episodes we've had fashion, and it's been glamour. Well, this was a more of a business. This it, was a, this was a, a very bus- yeah. We'll this was lead- a business legal episode more than a fashion episode. Yeah. So we we have we have. A, Actually, a there's a distinct lack of fashion in there this was a sound, Yeah, there was a dis- yeah even in the boot in, in boutique. Uh, so we have uh, Tom and Avril that go to business, business, business with someone business. looking to to so looking to go yeah. for so a business th- partner yeah. to buy so these th- boats to remarket them and stuff. Well, they they need, they need a manufacturer. They're 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 trying to find a partner who will manufacture the boats and sell them so we have lots of lots of language about weight distribution disbursements and movability and size classes per square inch and and ballast and and all of that stuff uh, and sort of we have tom getting up with a big flip chart with pictures of boats yeah i didn't really see the point of that, that no that, it, there was there was a real lack of point as far as i'm yes. concerned well it was before powerpoint flip. wasn't it yeah and everyone was given given rings like ring binders with a very slim uh, sl- very, very slim, slim ring things. binder it was, you, yeah like binding combs and there was there was some arsehole around the bit yeah. so the main the main <laughs> thing to that i think we have to take away from from this is that it turns out that Avril is really a real whiz with all of these figures and so on. And marketing. Because she's, she's compiled it all herself. She's done the, all of the, the market research herself. She's done... So she's, she's put all the, the, the cash flow projections and all the rest of it. So she's done that all herself. So I think she has definitely made an impact. She, she personally, yeah, she she knows the business because they've got some great, some hooray Henry accountant that said, "Well, I spoke to this department and they said la 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 la, and it's about nine. Yeah, and so, so you keep saying it's eight, and then and Avril so, says, "Well, if you look at index twelve point seven four, yeah, so it's so she keeps 7.8. on he keeps on challenging her figures and all the rest of it, but she does ex- she does an extremely efficient job." Of answering all the questions and slapping and him down, thor- thoroughly impressing everyone round the table. Yes, it was, it was hooray, Henry! Obviously, your parents had to pay for your education. You didn't get a scholarship because <laughs> it's based on attainment and an actual skill set. <laughs> so, so I think this is the start of things to come because I think this was because this was obviously in '85 and business, business, business. It was like the yuppie culture. And I think Howard's Way was really part of the forefront of this yuppie business, business, business. Yeah. There were, there weren't, there was a, a distinct lack of yuppies around that. That's it. Well, the Hooray Henry was a bit of a yuppie, and obviously we have Avril that is a little bit of a yuppie. Um, but I think this is probably the forefront because I think it did spark a lot of real admiration for the show when it first came out because it was reflective of so women in business and it wasn't just fashion because obviously you had dynasty in dallas where it was like big shoulder pads and glamour and oil fields and things like that but it was all sort of very very wealth orientated with wealthy families where this is people that are that have actually worked hard and got somewhere and they can they can be the movers and shakers apart from charles freer there you know the rest of the cast don't really have a huge amount of wealth they're not 
No. They're not dripping in money. No, it's not. It's not like well, they they all come from wealthy families that own half of half of Tarrant. Um, it's it. There's people that have worked hard and have striven to get what where they are in life. Um, we've got Ken, who's obviously come from the sort of the, the, the wrong, wrong side, side of, of the, the tracks. tracks. However, he's still done lots of business. I mean, he, we have a little bit of a scene with uh, Ken and Charles when they're agreeing their partnership, when they were back to 15%, 20% of some such nonsense. And Ken is, yeah, is so challenged Ken, Ken by... Ken talks his, his percentage up. Yeah, which is and good. And talks himself into a potential a further partnership. Stake. Yeah. And but Charles is very quick to point out that if you have a bigger stake, then you'll have to contribute more cash towards the development costs. And, but Ken is very good and very quick at coming back and saying, that is not a problem. Well, Ken says, I can raise that without a problem. So what that means to me, with my accountancy hat on, is that he doesn't have the money, but he, but he can access sufficient borrowing to, 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 to cash flow it. Yeah, I mean, he's got lots of business interests. So I mean, so he has got his finger in lots of pie. So, the but pasties. I think he's now thinking. I think because Ken has is seen the fashion empire in Can in sort air quotes, uh, with people living landed gentry and big yachts and things like that. And obviously he's in that sort of wealth arena, but he's now going to the next level. He's shooting above his his level at the moment. Which, but the thing is, he, he he's got that hunger for it which is really really good so yeah i thought good on you Ken. he's ambitious he's there's very ambitious no, there's no doubt about that he's very ambitious but has he bitten off more than he can chew well i wouldn't trust charles much well we have we have a very pointed uh, remark that if there are any delays in the development it could prove very expensive yeah and you've got a feeling that you know charles would delay it just to make it because he's, he's got deeper pockets. He's got deeper pockets. And it's just like, ugh, very, very frustrating. Because Ken seems to be under the impression that he's dealing with someone honourable. Yeah. But I think what we're learning about Charles he's is not, that he's, he's not, not honourable. Oh, and it's, it's, that, that's proven even more so when he's trying to make up to Lynn. And it doesn't, it doesn't happen, does it? So it's just like with Charles and Charles is, he comes across as a gentleman, and for all intents well, and purposes, superficially, superficially, he's got the trappings of it. But what we can see the way that he's behaving is not very gentlemanly. It's it's not very gentlemanly. I think he he knows how to be gentlemanly. He knows how to play the game. However, he will do anything that it will take to get what he wants now what was i found was very interesting um there was a nice there was a nice scene um when he was talking after they had a bit of a horse ride and they had a break from the horse ride and they were talking to each other lynn and and charles and he was talking a little bit about his backstory his about, father about not working very well with his father and Lynn is saying, you don't give anything away. And he's there saying, well, I tend not to give anything away. And I think that's quite, it, it's quite intriguing, where he's not out and out nasty. However, he's the product of the environment that he has been in. 
so he is thinking that that is the template of how things should be done because it's, I think it sounds as though he has been let down and in fairness the child's character does develop so much more in the later episodes well, of the series. Well we certainly learn a lot more about him he doesn't he doesn't become any less ruthless he's ruthless but thing is you see more adaptations he, he becomes more human yeah when you when you when you're able to put him into the context of his family yeah i mean because i think everyone's a product of the environment and i think it's really really true because if you look at if you look at all the characters uh especially sort of the lynn and uh leo characters they're a product of their environment where they've had quite a privileged upbringing and so uh, Lynn can go and do all the bits and pieces and she's been allowed to have a year off to do what she wants to. They're allowing Leo to, he can explore other avenues. They're not, is, is not, there doesn't seem to be any, any sort of urgency of being a grown up and paying bills and things like that. So they are a product of that environment. Polly, as the mother of Abby, you've got abby who is rebelling against that sort of privilege and wants to get into humanity and real people because she sees through the facade and obviously the the, the polly and gerald relationship is is a facade and it's a it's a transaction and polly uh, and, and abby has obviously seen that it is a transaction hasn't actually quite worked out yeah and there's also the lack of the maternal bond between Polly and Abby. That, yeah, that is. I think you would say that's a that's a, a deep wound that, it, it, that Abby it, has yeah. experienced. I, th- I I really do think so, and I, I think it, it it's 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 very very sad. And I think Polly's made the best. She she's worked her situation. She's been in. Or so we 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 naturally see how all of this ties in together which is I think is brilliant for the scriptwriters which I don't want to give any spoilers out but they Polly's made the best and she does what she does really well and she's just working within the system that she's created for herself and the transaction that she's got between her and Gerald I mean in fairness those two they do have a really good friendship and we don't see enough of that dialogue between them and their friendship uh, and their their marriage and I think that should have been explored a little bit more. But we see all the, so the, the kids, the second generation of Tarrant's kids. So as in you sort of you've got sort of Leo, Lynn, and uh, and Abby. You've got you can see how they've been brought up. But and also, but we also see for Jan to Kate because Kate's brought Jan up because she was a day girl uh, or a day student at the the girls' school. But Kate's brought up with standards and that's rolled through to Jan and that's how I think Jan she's she's upset with with Tom for having an affair and then she's had her flingette with um Ken. with Ken and that's that's count that's a counter counter clash to what she's been brought up what that is that works because Kate still has that fondness for for Tom and just thinks right this is something that's going to be sorted out which i think is it's just such a really really the way it, the way it's all been put together i know everyone so sort of is quite dismissive about how's way but how they've created these characters and these families is just amazing it really is 
and um, so we we do have little nonsense bits now we have got the wrapping up of the episode so in a previous episode when gerald and polly were chatting and uh, and uh, polly was going to organize uh, a private investigator to find abby um she's got a second letter from this orin which is she has no compunction around opening uh, no. Abby's mail. No, oh, which Gerald has probably said, been a pattern throughout their yeah their relationship. There's, there's no privacy or anything like that. No. So, um, I mean, I think because Polly's hasn't had control of her life, when she's had to make the most of it. So, she's from not having control of her own life. She's now trying to control somebody else's life. So potentially not to make the the, the same mistakes. So she's employed this private investigator. The private investigator has located um, Abby. And Gerald says, well, you know where she lives. Why don't you just redirect the post to her? And sort of sort of Polly says, oh, no, I will, uh, I will deliver it myself. And she arrives at said not very pleasant neighbourhood where she looks completely out of place. And she arrives in a, a minicab. I don't know why she wouldn't have driven. Well, probably because she didn't want the... The, the wheels of her car to be stolen and to come back and discover it propped up on bricks. <laughs> Probably. So please, dear listeners, please excuse the little bell. We have had a visitation from our delightful little tabby cat, Evie. Who's very disappointed that we're occupying her favourite chairs. In the podcasting on. studio, because she, she, she does like to... Uh, uh, to, to to have have her mid morning, mid afternoon, early evening snooze on set. On set yeah. Pretty much a permanent state of snoozing, really. <laughs> so um, the episode, this episode ends with Polly arriving at Abby's, and where Leo and Abby are leaving their the, the disappointing bed. Sit, the bed sit, and um, um, they go down and meet on the the mid landing, and. Uh, Sort of Polly's there and says, "Oh right," and uh, so hello, hello, how are you? And um, I've now found you, etc. And Abby doesn't want to have anything to do with it, but Leo says, "Oh no, speak to her. She's come all this way. Speak to her." And then there's a tussle on the stairs. A tussle. <gasps> so, so uh, Polly's re- seen that she's pregnant. It's like, <gasps> well, she couldn't really miss it. Oh no, uh, yeah, because she, she is, she, she is like the. the She's huge, and there's a tussle on the stairs, and the episode ends with Abby, sort of falling down the stairs. She, well, she, in fairness, Abby pulled away, and then lost her footing on the bad shag pile on the staircase. And I'm sure a pregnant lady, tumbling down the stairs, is not good. No, it's not good at all. So, and that's how the episode ends. On a <gasps> cliffhanger. It was. It was total, total, total shocker. I know. We had one cliffhanger on this episode, and we'll have another cliffhanger in the next episode. So, with this episode, the storyline seems to be drizzling along quite nicely. Drizzling along? Drizzling. That's not very complimentary. Well, no, no. It seems to be rollicking along. Rollicking. Like it's the Barracuda, is, which is in a different class. <laughs> class yeah. of it's boat. a class of light displacement <laughs> boat. Or something. We've got no, no other mention about the... Uh, exploding motor launch from the guy with the the poor, poorly grown moustache. That that's was, uh, clearly that's all been resolved that, off that's, camera. That, that's all been resolved off camera. We've got no, so we're no nearer knowing how um, Kate's horse is getting on, or a quarter of a horse, or a leg of a horse. 
and um so that but, but that, jack has finally come clean with avril and tom yes that was that, and they said well we've got to work this out we've got to find out what what's going on uh jack has gone into an old contact to find some more yes he's, some he's, dirt yeah a former police officer who he believes Shellett. might be able to do some digging into uh Charlotte's backstory so but then he refuses to do that I don't know why though. Why would he do that? I mean, I think I, I, I well, he refused, and then Jack sort of pleaded with him because obviously he'd supplied him with a boat, and their friendship goes back a long, long way. But also, it's very good that Jack is off the booze, which yeah, is well, good. And he was like in a pub, and he, sober he bought, Jack is definitely more productive than he does drunk seem Jack. very, very productive, which is really, really good. But then, as guess when the whole yard's at stake, then he, you know he's he's putting his he's got his priorities sorted out which is good 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 for good him. for him so we are jolly good we are all well done to all concerned yes so what did you feel about this episode how did, what you did feel? i feel about how it? did you feel about it i don't i don't necessarily feel you don't feel don't are you feel. dead inside feel <laughs> it doesn't give me the feels no i thought it was a an enjoyable episode we got to you know move the plot along we, we we began to learn more about some of the individuals involved and their motivations so yeah it, uh, it does seem to me and i can't believe when we're only one episode away from series one finishing i know it does seem weird that they've did 13 13 episodes why well it's not it's an odd number isn't it well, it is literally an odd number. <laughs> yeah, it's an odd number. I mean, so I could have thought like ten or twelve or what have you. Yeah, I mean, thirteen is quite a traditional number of episodes in TV series because it's it's like a quarter of the quarter of the year, isn't it? Yeah. Because thirteen times four is thirteen times fifty two. Fifty two. So thirty a thirteen week episode is precisely a quarter oh. of a fifty two week year. I wonder other things came on series wise to replace the Howard's Way slot. Um uh, yeah. we'll have to 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 after check that out. Check that out. Yeah. I mean, that, everything seems to be Well you have to look on BBC Genome. Genome. BBC Genome is a website which basically has the the Radio Times listings going back years and years and years and years. So if you if you look out on BBC Genome for the week after the final episode of Howard's Way aired, then you would see what replaced it. Gosh, I will have to check that out. Or yes, vintage TV, etc. Marvellous, marvellous, marvellous. Marvellous, marvellous, marvellous. So, with regards to recast, well, reboot, recast. Oh, Lord. I know. Here we go. Have we done Leo yet? Yes. We've done Leo. We've done Leo. We've done Lynn. We've and we did Abby Lynn. last week. We did Lynn and Abby last week, which is like, ugh. Um, have we done Polly? We have done Polly, haven't we? I don't remember. Have we done Polly? I think. Should we skip it and do two, two for one next week? Okay. So that that can make sure all the listeners come in. Now, dear listeners, with regards to the Howard's Way to East Long, we do that every Sunday at eight p.m. Um, we will be having a break over Christmas, and we'll be returning back the first Sunday of New Year. 
um, for the next 30 weeks. That will be Sunday the 3rd of January? That will be Sunday the 3rd of January, which will take us neatly up so we can have an Easter break for a couple of weeks. And then we have the the Series 3 uh, from Easter to the early summer. Then we have the summer hiatus and then kick back into action in September. Well, the oh, bat rate will be fairly rattling through the We will be, well, so it's, it's going to be two years of, well, just under two years of yachty, yachty, yachty fun. Marvellous, marvellous, marvellous. So, dear listeners, what did you feel about this episode? How did you feel? Did you feel that the motivations were there? Are you a lover of Charles? Or are you a lover of Polly? Are you a lover of Ken Masters? I gave my Ken Masters cardigan an airing at the Christmas jumpers. I I, I it's, not, it's not a Christmas jump. Well, it is when you put some, well, it, it is when you put some uh, a string of uh, Christmas lights around you, battery operated. That, that they didn't last very long. The batteries went flat, so I took them off. So it's marvelous. But hey, <laughs> didn't win the contest though. They didn't quite get it. I don't think people get Howard's where my Howard's way fanaticism. So well, most of them are probably too young to have even heard of. Oh, Howard's there's way. quite a lot of them saying. Well, they're aware of it. Well, just because you talk about it constantly. constantly. Yes, Howard's way is life, I keep telling them. So, dear listeners, if you wish to get in contact with us, we are on all social media platforms at Antique Dust. So, we're not on OnlyFans or anything like that. We're just we're, we're on, the, on, the, on the traditional... Yeah. We're, not, we're not posting our nudes on OnlyFans. <laughs> yes! <laughs> You'll be relieved to, relieved to hear... I don't think we'd earn much. In fact, we probably have to pay. <laughs> we could put pictures of, of the cat on yeah. fans. Yeah. Well, she's a huge. She's like she's the Howard's Way mascot. I don't think she'd go very well on a sailboat though. So, <laughs> so anyway, dear listeners, thank you very, very much for tuning in and listening this far. Um, we have the entire back catalogue, so you can re-listen to that anyway. But uh, in the meantime, farewell from me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. Bye-bye. Bye. Listening to the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust.